All right, Competitor Nation, we're back coming in hot today with this brand new episode with my friend Ariana Travelstad about growing and starting your side hustle, but most importantly, why you got to go into places where they're going to coach you to be better. What's up, competitors? Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I am so incredibly glad that you are here today for this brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. You got to bear with us because we dive into a number of key takeaways. Some of the things that Ariana and I talk about are so crucial to success in whatever endeavor you have in life. The importance of getting involved, learning before trying to step up and take a leadership position. The importance of putting your ego aside and understanding that a, quote, step back may actually better position you for success in the long run, but not if you let your ego get in the way. And the importance of finding and cultivating strong relationships as an adult, because we know it's not as easy as it was as when we were kids on the playground. So we've got a ton of powerful stuff coming at you today, applicable lessons to take and run with. And so I am incredibly excited you're here. My hope is that if today's episode leaves you encouraged, equipped, or empowered to show up and compete today, that you share this episode with a friend. Shoot them a text message, send them an email, send them a DM on social media, but share this episode if you walk away encouraged, empowered, or equipped to show up and compete today so that that person who receives the episode from you will show up and do the same. Before we dive into this week's show, quick reminder to join the Morning Competitor Club with thousands of other competitors that are getting a text from me. That's right, me, not a computer, not schedule, not automation, me manually sending you a text message every morning to start your day stronger, to show up and compete and try to win that day. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 972-945-9113. That's 972-945-9113. Text podcast. You'll be added to the list and I cannot wait to talk to you in the morning. Don't believe it's me. Shoot me a text message back and I would love to start a conversation with you talking about how we can help you show up and win that day. To get in touch with me or the Compete Everyday team, shoot us an email at podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to support the show, head on over to competeeveryday.com. Use the code podcast, get 15% off. And if they haven't sold out yet, they're about to. But our brand new spring drop hit store last week. It is fire. It is floral. And it is our best spring release yet. So head on over to the store. Use the code podcast to get 15% off. Pick up some fresh gear and then go win your day. Now, let's get into this week's episode that you can tell I'm fired up about with my friend, Ariana Travelstead. Boom, Ariana, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. How you doing? I am awesome. It's a warm day in Texas. I, it is. Well, and, and West Texas for you versus North Texas for me. Uh, we've been trading messages about this conversation and getting this up and running. So, I'm excited to uh, kick things off as well as, a, as I was laughing off air for those watching us on YouTube or Facebook, that nice little product placement in the corner of the Compete Everyday book. So thank you to that. Uh, so let's, let's kick things off. You moved out to West Texas in the last year. Uh, you're still heavily involved with Fitness Ambassadors, uh, but give everyone listening who don't follow you or know you a little bit about yourself right now. 
Sure, sure. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm just a generally excitable, enthusiastic person. So whenever you come to one of my classes or just hang out with me, you're going to get a lot of energy. And so that's where Fitness Ambassadors came in when I lived in Dallas for a few years. I really wanted to get plugged into the fitness industry and just make new friends because it's hard to make friends as an adult and find a circle of people that actually believe what you believe and have the same values and interests. So Fitness Ambassadors was the perfect place for me to plug in. Real quick story. So I'm originally from New Jersey and I moved to Texas eight years ago because my husband and I met on a beach um, in Turks and Caicos, which you may have seen. I was just there. It's like our special spot now. So um, wrapping that all up, I used to be a packaging engineer for seven, eight years and decided I wanted to restart my career as a fitness professional. And um, his job eventually moved us to West Texas. And now I'm here. <laughs> now you're here. So, okay. A few questions on that. One thing you mentioned out of the gate is the struggle sometimes. So the challenge I'll say of making friends as adults with people that align with who you want to be, your interests, the, the values, the type of person you want to be before fitness ambassadors, what are things that you did that worked well? And maybe what are some things that you did? That you're like, mm, if I was doing that all over again, in terms of meeting new friends, I probably wouldn't go that route. That's a really great question. Um, as someone who's spent a lot of time in regular corporate America and then moved into having a non-traditional job, I definitely made an effort to go to like networking events at work. Or um, if we had a gym at work, like that was really important to me, big value. I was always an athlete, loved to work out. Um, so going to the gym at work at every single place I've ever worked is generally how I would make friends. And then of course, like there's that, so that's a great step, right? That's a, that's a positive. I would say yeah. something that took away from the lifestyle that I wanted to lead was maybe, um, extra happy hours. And, <laughs> and sometimes that's not something that you can avoid, especially if you're in an industry where suppliers are taking you out yep. all the time and you have to go to those meetings. So that was really tough. So I, I can imagine that that was and an obviously being a challenge with that. What was the, I would say the turning point or the, or the tipping point that eventually pushed you over from wanting to stay in the career you were in or that you are currently pursuing to say, I really, I have this passion for the fitness space. I want to go this direction. What was kind of the initial tip? And then did you look around and say, I don't even have a clue how to get started or, or where did you get started? Yeah, that's a really good question too, because a lot of people come to me saying, I'm interested in changing my career or I'm interested in becoming a fitness professional. And I think you can go one of two routes, which I did for a long time. So first route is of course, like get a certification and focus just on that. So many people think they have to start social media first. Like they think they've got to be all over that and they have to have a presence um, so many successful fitness professionals have horrible social media. I'm not saying that's a great thing, um, but it's a fact. So many, so, I'll <laughs> say that on that same note, some of the most uh, incredibly successful speakers and people in my industry as well, uh, you look at their social and it's very low, very limited. Uh, but if you looked at their offline revenue, which is actually the number that matters, not your social media followers or, or social media, it's huge. 
Uh, and so throwing that out there is that reminder to listeners that don't always pay attention to what you scroll by because it's not always reality. Exactly. Exactly. So I got started a very, very long time ago, probably 10 years ago and, um, started with just doing workouts with my friends, like, um, organizing them. We would either do them at the track. We would do them after work. Like we'd hold each other accountable late at night, like nine o'clock. I'm talking after my friends got back from New York city and their jobs, we'd go to the track, work out super late at night, kick ass and do it all over again the next day. So just starting with having that accountability, if you show up and you've got someone else showing up, you're twice as likely to succeed, yep. right? No brainer. Um, second is moonlighting now called a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How old am I? <laughs> still younger than me. <laughs> I mean, I still consider myself an elder millennial, as I've said many times. <laughs> I so still listen to tapes. Oh, tapes. What are, what are those, those cassette thingies, right? Yeah. We used yeah. to have those in the car. Yeah. Uh, so you started <laughs> moonlighting your side hustle and, and what did that look like at first? So at first it would be like, obviously you have to train up to even be like accepted to become an instructor at a place. Um, so that started in Dallas for me with, um, Brittany Reddig. She is the owner of Brit. Brit Fitness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she um, really, I just started going to her free classes, um, connected there. And she was like, I just kept going, you know, fostering that relationship. We became good friends. And then when she opened her gym, became a member first. And then she finally had auditions and was like, yes, I want you to be a part of this. And so I teach at 6 a.m. on Monday mornings, sub on the weekends, not too many classes at first, but just enough to like get myself in a routine and experience in teaching. And I sucked at first. <laughs> so before, before you tell us how bad you sucked at coaching, what I want to hit on is, is what you talked about right there in terms of the journey is, is you identified the place that uh, looked like a great opportunity to go the community. You joined as a member, you went as a member to learn the brand, learn the language, learn the community before ever going to the point of, of applying and working to be that coach. And I think so many people today are in such a rush to just get stuff. And, and I say that because damn near get 10 DMs a day from people that don't follow Compete every day, don't follow any of our accounts. They're like, hey, send me free gear. I want to sponsor and be an ambassador or whatever the case may be. Let me be involved with your brand. And I'm like, you don't follow us. You don't know us. Like, cut the crap. Like, I don't have time for your nonsense and I don't have time to educate you either on a lot of this. And, and so for people listening, like if you have a side hustle or something you want to do, go be involved with it, go figure it out, go invest your time for free or paying as a member to do it, because it's the only way you're going to learn and build the relationships that you're going to need to be a part of that, which is the name of the game in anything. That was me in speaking. And we talked about it two weeks ago on a show with Ben uh, Newman of he would speak for coffee cups and, and coffee mugs for free. And I'm speaking for free as well at the beginning of my career. It's just part of that process where you got to do it. So I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about that because it was so crucial of how you said that. So now let's flash forward to that. Uh, hey, I sucked coaching phase. What, what <laughs> was that like? Okay. Tell me a little about that. Okay. Um, first of all, just, I just love how you recapped that because I feel like, um, I follow you and we get along really well because we're so honest and so blunt and um, people need to hear that. People think that it's so easy to um, 
become whatever, if it's an influencer. So case in point, I probably had a lot of pride, a lot. I had a big chip on my shoulder being an athlete. It's hard not to, um, until you, until you have that coach who is like, kicks you down and, and knocks you over, um, and is like, get out of my way because you are not special. (laughs) Like, yeah. And that's really hard to hear. So, um, like, I hope Brittany listens to this because she was such an inspiration to me and she was so hard on me and was the first person who, who loved me enough to say, okay, you need to be practicing like every single day. And just because you have a good personality doesn't mean you're automatically going to be good at being so confident in front of people. It takes so much practice off the camera, off the mic. And she made me like start and stop, start and stop in practice all the time. She invested so much time in me and I'm so grateful to her. But if I didn't have her like being like, okay, we need to work on your punctuality. We need to make sure you're on time. We need to make sure that you're practicing like off of the mic. Um, I would not be where I am today. It it took so much time. So I want to ask you about part of that process and really curious from a standpoint of if, if she was someone, obviously she saw the potential in you, she was investing in you, but she was tough on you. And a lot of times for people, it's really hard, especially when we have those egos, we think we're good. We think we've got it all together. We can jump in, coach class, do whatever. We're not ready for some of that pushback, even though it's necessary. What made you listen to it and try to build on it versus what I think is a lot of people's default and avoid it and go find those people that only be like, oh, you're amazing. You've got it all down versus the ones that kind of speak that truth into into our lives. So what made you stick with Brit when she was really hard on you? Ooh, I feel like this is a deep question. (laughs) Well, I, I feel like it's an important one because we just naturally tend to avoid places where we don't, where it's pointed out that we don't have it all together and we're not perfect and we're challenged. And I think high achievers and successful people are really smart and wise, I would say, about how they decipher those challenges. And specifically in a case like this, looking at it from a perspective of they're trying to make me better. This is their gem, their community. They're allowing me into it. I've got to step my game up if I want to be a part of it versus, well, they just don't like me. They're super hard on me. I can do this. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go over here to this gym or this place where I can just walk in and coach, but I don't really get any better. And a lot of times I make the members worse because I haven't invested where I need to. So I'm always curious what makes people and the people that choose to take that coaching and that tough love, knowing it's going to put them in a better position later. So I would say two things. Um, one would be a previous relationship that I was in and two would be my faith. Huge, huge, huge impact on me. Um, you know, you talk about all the time, iron sharpens iron. Like that is such a super important verse. Um, and I was taught at a really early age, um, my parents actually stopped going to church and I went on my own because I just felt like I needed a place. I needed somewhere to like help me grow and speak truth into my life. And so people think of the Bible as like super legalistic, but for me and what I was reading, it told me that I need to have a softened heart and I need to have humility and I need to learn to like be open to criticism. And even though I'm a very defensive person and I grew up my whole life 
like people telling me like, you're so defensive, you need to work on that. And, um, and it is really hard. It can be really discouraging. I've come such a long way. And now all I want is feedback. I'm like, give me feedback, give me feedback. And so that's what happened in that previous relationship too, is I remember my ex-boyfriend being like, you need to have some humility. And he was a lot older than me. So it, it's kind of crazy. Looking back now, you're like, oh, okay. I might be really mad at you in the moment. It, it's fascinating you said that. So I'm in the process now. We're filming this April 8th. This is airing just a couple weeks later. Next week, I'm going to Florida. I'm doing a workshop for uh, a PT team that I've worked with before in the past. And I'm doing a whole new program. And so I've been in the process of, of finding some more examples and teamworks and, and all of these kind of things. And when you talked about humility, there is a, a TED talk by Adam Grant. Um, if you haven't worked familiar with his work, know who he is. He's phenomenal Wharton School of Business professor. He wrote Give and Take. Okay. And his newest book is, uh, crap, forgot, think again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know. And it talks about, anyway, in this TED talk, he's talking about humility and how you've got to have it and how there's a balance with people of narcissism with humility. And my buddy, Brian Levinson talks about it in his book to shift your mind, but it's really key to have that. And, and it's the balance of believing and striving to be the best instead of believing you're already the best. And there's a difference in that because the narcissistic side is I'm confident in what I've done. I'm really good. I can do it but you balance it with the humility that is not like, oh, I'm, I don't have anything. Don't look at me. Don't praise me. You know, all of that. It's, I believe I can get better. And that's where that humility piece is so key of, of what you just talked about, of having this mindset that I need to be coached. I want to be coached. I can get better. Even though I think I'm really damn good right now, uh, I think I can get better. And I think that's a key component that a lot of listeners need to learn to have because, a lot of times confidence and, and humility are seen on opposite ends of the scale a lot of times. And people just think, well, you can't really have humility if you're super confident, but you need to be super confident to perform really well and to be on camera and do all this. But in reality, you need one and the same. You need the confidence in the work you've done building that confidence level, but you need the humility that regardless of how good you are, there's opportunity for growth. So I wanted to plug that because what you said, I was like, oh my God, I saw Adam Grant's face pop in my head and that TED talk I just listened to, to for this presentation. And I want, want you to hear it, but I think our listeners as well will link to it. It's, it's very important on the, the power of being someone who pursues excellence to always have that humility piece. And so I loved how you, you said that. Sorry That's to jump beautiful. in like that. No, I love that. I just wrote that down because I haven't listened to him. And, um, you know, that's the thing. Like you just, you have to stay hungry and maybe it's being an athlete. Like we just thrive on goals, like see it, set it, crush yep. it. Like you just, it's addictive. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, 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 it's that balance as well of having the humility that I can get better with understanding a little bit on the pride side of here's what I've done. And here's where I'm proud of what I've done. And one of the things I think you should be proud of is you and your family transplanted to West Texas after starting to get momentum and building things here in Dallas. Talk to me a little bit about how you handled the shift. And I say that because a lot of times when we have a large change in life, we get out of rhythm, we lose our routine, we change our goals entirely because... Oh, I can't do what I was wanting to do now. 
but you didn't really do that. And, and I feel like once you got to West Texas, it's almost like you turned the dial up even more on what you were pursuing and how you were trying to refine what you do. And so talk to me kind of your mentality around that, because I, I don't feel it's a common one. That's a really good question. And I was in a very unique situation where some people might be moving with a job. And so they're having to adapt with already having like a corporate job and plugging yeah. in. And so they're doing what I was doing before, which was like fitness part-time, corporate full-time, but I had to quit my job. Um, I was previously working for Mary Kay Cosmetics and I loved the people, loved, uh, I didn't really love my job necessarily, but I loved my team. Like it was, it was just such a great place. And I, I felt like I made great connections there. So um, I definitely, when I moved, I grieved that loss for sure. It was really, really tough to be like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do with myself? Like, how do I start over with my routine? Which I think is a lot, a lot of people are doing that now, especially maybe changing jobs or working from home. And again, it was like, I have to figure out how to plug myself in somewhere because if we are in isolation, it is just the worst thing for us, which is like obviously so prevalent right now. And I'm sure people are like, well, that's unavoidable right now. And I guess to some extent it could be if you decide that's your reality. But for me, and this was a time when like before COVID Orange Theory was open. So again, I became a member there. I knew that I wanted to become a coach there. I had been a member in Dallas and it was something that I like, okay, this is something in the back of my mind, honestly, never thought that I could become a coach. It was a very scary thing, but plugged in there, became a member, got to know people, waited for a spot to open up. And in the meantime, like worked on at home certification that I needed to get in order to get this job. Like, again, it's like one step at a time. And, um, I definitely pushed out of my comfort zone. Like it was so hard to meet people here at first. I actually started like I transformed my whole house. Like we did a huge renovation on the house and I made a gym in my home, which I now coach clients in as well. But back then when I first got here, I didn't know anybody. So like I'm putting things out that nobody wants. Nobody knows me. Nobody trusts me. Nobody has a relationship with me. And, you know, it was scary and it was something I wanted to try, but um, just at the moment wasn't something that was working. So I'm like, okay, I got to make a shift and I'm going to have to go out into the world and get a job, even though it's, um, it might be not the exact thing that I want to do. Does that make sense? It does. No. And, and I think that's important to hear because I've talked about it here on the show before. And, and some of the things that I've done over the last decade now with compete is a lot of times uh, people are afraid to make those moves because they think it's a step back and that it's embarrassing. Our ego takes a hit that, you know, what we tried wasn't working as quickly as we thought it was. But in reality, if it's a step back that better sets you up a long-term, then it, it's not really a step back. It's just repositioning. And I think most of us let our ego and pride get in the way of taking a part-time job or picking up shift at Target or a bar if we want to build a, a fitness business and we know we can't coach all the classes we need to make a full-time income. So what are we doing on the side to make additional money? We think of, Oh, this is embarrassing. I, you know, I'm not doing what I want versus I'm doing what I need to do now to be able to do what I want long-term. And, and I think that's a, a big separator for a lot of people as well. 
of getting that mentality in your head of looking at life from a decade long perspective, instead of why am I worried what someone else might say right now when they're not the ones paying my bills and they're not the ones building my, my dreams and pursuing my goals. So I kind of wanted to, to touch on that a little bit and, and hear that, but obviously a lot has changed since then because you're really picking up some momentum and, and your online content is really focused on helping people with the at-home workouts. Why, let me ask you this, why did you, one, continue to pursue such a saturated market? And I say that as someone who works in a very saturated market. Uh, and what do you believe about going into that? For someone listening that maybe has that side hustle of that idea and they just think, man, there's already a million people on Instagram and Facebook already doing this stuff. Why, why would I add my voice to it? That's such a great question. Man, we're like so on the same page. I love got it. this. I love it so much. Um, when you just talked about the long-term game and I, I wrote that down as something I wanted to touch on. And in my eat to provide, I talk about a life-term mindset instead of a short-term mindset. So, um, the biggest thing in working in a saturated market or on goals or anything is that you've got to be here for the long-term, the long game, because there are so many people who are going to try what we are doing and it's going to be hard. They're not going to know how to do the back end stuff that nobody talks about. It's not glamorous, like doing your taxes or <laughs> figuring out or even the marketing service or even the front side of posting and not getting any likes and comments or as many as you think you should have and still showing up and putting out the content and creating and posting versus posting a little bit, not getting the awareness that you thought or the attention that you want and then just quitting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's just, it's just all about the long, the long term and the long yeah. game. And you're not going to get the results that you want at first because there's a million other people doing what you're doing, but it, if it's a big enough, why for you, like, why do I do at home workouts and on demand? I love helping people. I love seeing people like crush their goals, be successful. And I was also just kind of sick of like seeing the same workout programs, like over and over and over again. And last year, of course, like people are so sick of zoom and lives. It is zoom fatigue is a real thing. Yep. It is. It, it is really so is. ridiculous. Like nobody wants to show up live anymore. They want to be able to like do it on their own schedule and which, and it's hard because I know a lot of people like live is their business, but yeah. I decided I didn't want to do that because as athletes and all the feedback that I received was, well, I want to still be able to like go to these classes, fit this workout program in, and I'm a runner or whatever. I have a Peloton. So I created a workout program that is lifting three, three days a week. I give you a full calendar, a new calendar every single month and a new goal every single month so that you're never bored. And like, uh, like the workouts are always changing. I never do the same workouts like ever. <laughs> well, and, and I laugh because the, the live going live and having to be certain times, certain plays, like we got out of that habit with cell phones because now I feel like we get annoyed when people call us and we're, we don't want to talk. It's like, text me, just text me. I don't want to talk right now. And so it's like, I want to call you when it's on my terms, not when you're calling me a lot of times. And so it, it's funny because we see the same thing, Peloton, Mirror, we see all these people like, when can I do my workout on my schedule? Not what's dictated by the quote class schedule. And then finally, the, the last thing I like about your content, what you put out is at home workouts. 
what excuses do you really have left? Like you don't need the equipment. Like some of the stuff you do is complete body weight. Uh, you don't have to have the fancy gym membership. You don't need two hours to work out. You kind of just need 30 minutes and quit yep. making excuses. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, you know, people still are making excuses, which is, that is the hurdle. Life. That's life. <laughs> That's life. You either want it bad enough and you're going to do something about it, or the pain hasn't quite gotten there. And maybe by the time it does, you're probably at a point where you can't change it. And then you're just stuck with regret. So do you want to put in the upfront work now and do maybe what you don't want to do to get to where you want to go? Or do you want to keep putting it off for that comfort and those excuses until maybe there's not an opportunity anymore to make that switch? Um, fortunately, with what you do, there's not that point of no return. It's just the farther away you get from that fitness goal, the harder it is for a lot of people to turn around. But any day can be that first day that you jump into a program like yours and, and get rolling, which is I know something that you work on of just getting people in and getting them going versus continuing to push back because whatever excuse they've got. Yes, exactly. Love that. Love that. Every day is a new opportunity. And that's how I stay motivated too. It's, it's just one day at a time. I'm so sick of hearing people say like, I've got to start next week. I, you know, this week's just bad for me. Like I just, I don't have 30 minutes to next set aside. Next week's not going to be any better. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Like it, and then this is what happens. Like you do this for months and then months turns into years. And I really invite people to join them. Like we meet people where they are, not where you think you should be at TCF. The team members are like all over the place. People who've just had babies, people who've had injuries, people who are 60 years old. And because I, have now experience that I was able to take from my coaching job, aha moment, right? Yep. That was so key to be the coach that I am today. And now I can coach anybody at any level and my workouts can be as hard as you want them to be or as approachable as you want them to be. But you have to rip the freaking bandaid off every week sometimes, right? Yeah, no. And I, and I love how the workout can be as challenging as you want it to be or as approachable. And that's a much better terminology and vocabulary than hard or easy because you never want your workout to be easy because then you essentially wasted time doing the workout because if it was easy, you didn't really get better. If it's approachable, it means you can complete it, but it's still going to challenge and push you. And so I love how you use that subtle language uh, in that. I, I'm curious, okay, so for anyone listening that is like, okay, uh, quit talking to me about my excuses. I need a workout plan. I need to do something at home. Where can people learn more about your programs as well as start following along your content to get a feel for you and then hopefully dive into one of your programs? Very easy. You can go to arianatravelstead.com and sign up for a monthly membership for TCF On Demand. You can follow me on Instagram at arianatravelstead and you can find me on Facebook at arianatravelstead. It's, uh, Great. And also I'm just starting my YouTube channel this year at Good training camp you. fitness. Yeah. For you. That's so, really scary. No, don't let it be. <laughs> it's just getting reps. It's, it's like coaching. It's like lifting. It's, it's everything. Just get the reps. As we wrap up today, I do have a final question because uh, a lot of times when people think about coaches and fitness instructors, and it's like, 
you're all in a hundred miles an hour this way. You only eat broccoli. You only eat grilled chicken, drink water, maybe a LaCroix if you're crazy, uh, but nothing else. And you just don't know like the demands I have. I have to go to happy hours with work. I have all these other things. You yourself, similar to me, are a fan of tequila. So how do you balance uh, the goals and, and health and nutrition you have while still maintaining the drink you want, or maybe the sweets you want to have here and there and, and having that experience that a lot more people I believe can relate to versus I've got to cut everything out of my life, cold Turkey. And a lot of times that doesn't work as well long-term for us. Yes. Such a good question. It's really important again, to go back to the long-term mindset and think about how long you're going to be on this earth, which is a very long time. Like Modern medicine, y'all, we're going to be living till we're probably a hundred and I, I better have some gorgeous pool boy serving me drinks by the pool at that point. <laughs> Midland, Texas, um, <laughs> Odessa, West Texas, watch out. Um, I will not be living in Midland, Texas <laughs> when I am 60, even okay. like <laughs> to my friends so, out West, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're there, Hi, you're in West Texas now. It's home, but when you hit 100, I'm sure you and your other half will be down on the beach, just like where you met. But so balance. So looking at it, I guess it's just shifting your perspective of the same way you would if if you did miss a meal, like you had pizza over salad and you're like, eh, I shouldn't have had it. You look at it from a week perspective and say it was one meal. Exactly. It's not going to derail my whole week. Exactly. I look at things as one week. So um, like I don't count macros. Um, I've done it before. I have experience with it. It's just not for me. Like I don't want to be on my phone more than I have to. It's another thing that I have to check. Um, it can be very helpful for a time, of course, but that's why I wrote the eat to fuel guide. It talks all about balance. Like it's got recipes, but also guidelines of like, first of all, people are under eating. And so they don't understand that. Like Carbs are good. Carbs are amazing. And that's like something we could talk about all day, but I have a very balanced approach to life in general, because I know that, um, generally we're not eating enough. And so if I'm like, okay, I need to add this meal in, I'm all about adding, like not subtracting. <laughs> we want more value in our life. We want more, um, fun and more like happiness. Right. So if there's a meal that's going to make you happy instead of like giving you anxiety, like just eat the freaking pizza and have the cocktail. And if you have, a, if you struggle with like binge eating or binge drinking, then of course, like you need to shift your moderation and maybe go for like one cocktail at night during the week. Am I drinking every day? No, absolutely not. Like that definitely is one of the keys to my success is that I don't drink very often, but when I do, I really enjoy it. And I make sure that I'm with like good friends and it's a, it's a great setting, but that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy a glass of wine at home. But you um, craft an experience around it yeah. so that you get more out of the overall event, which is key. Um, and I want to add one thing while you're on there is for those that maybe you got, I've talked to so many people and, and I went through, we went through phases of at our house of when COVID hit, you just kind of had a, a daily happy hour or you know, you'd <laughs> finish the day of like trying to create that break between the work or life after it, instead of just letting it run all day long. And, and I've had so many people I've talked to over the last six months, if not year that were like, 
and I was drinking every day and I was drinking a lot every day and I just, it wasn't good. And, and so for those listening that maybe still are battling that a little bit, one of the things we've done in our house is uh, outside of like a rare occasion of someone's birthday or a special event we need to go to, uh, we'll, we, we choose to have a drink at, we, we've used uh, non-alcoholic stuff. So the, uh, the brand Ritual creates non-alcoholic tequila, gin, and whiskey. Um, and you can create a cocktail out of it. So if you're into that habit or have that quote ritual where you create an experience on a Wednesday night or Tuesday every week with your spouse or your friend, you've got options that give you that same experience. You can still have some, even some of the same flavor, to be honest with you, without putting that alcohol, that's going to obviously infect, uh, influence your mental state. It's going to influence how your body recovers, how well you sleep that night. Um, and then you can choose to have a drink on Fridays and Saturdays. And so just kind of know that there's some really cool options out there that maybe five years ago didn't exist, um, but you now have that can help in those areas where you find yourself binge drinking a little bit more. And it's not even that you want to, you just get in these habits. Um, and so things like that do exist. And there are some really cool options out there for that, that I want to just kind of throw out as a resource for listeners. Sorry. I love that. I didn't think about that as um, really yeah. being an option. We do go for LaCroix. Like we always oh. have it in the house. Have yes. to. Yeah. We <laughs> have we, to. We've, uh, we've incorporated athletic brewing, which they're not even a sponsor of the show. I need to reach out to them, but they, they sponsor Matt Frazier. So we're not quite at that level yet with the games champ and the, and the goat, but, uh, it's actually really good. It's a non-alcoholic beer. Uh, we've got a hazy IPA and the, uh, the cerveza, the, uh, the Mexican beer flavor, uh, and both are phenomenal and you would never know that there was no alcohol in it. And so if you love the taste, but you want to keep the mental state a little clear, uh, that's an option as well that, that perhaps helps you, I would say sleep better more than anything, which we know from a health and fitness and just solopreneur entrepreneur lifestyle, you need sleep, you need recovery, you need energy just to go on a daily basis. So, uh, throwing those out, uh, on the house for, for those groups to check out as well as if you haven't seen them online, uh, before we wrap up final question for the day, what has you most excited heading into summer this year? Summer in Midland, Texas is hot AF. <laughs> no, no, no. What has you with your business and your life most excited heading into May and the summer? Heading into the summer with my business, I am really, really excited to reach more people and get more people succeeding and lifting weights and um, changing their mindset from I need to just do one program to I can actually have like a balanced lifestyle and fit this in to the things I already love and have an overall like balance in my athletic fitness routine. So love it. I'm targeting ex athletes, like people who used to dance or people who used to play any sport recreational or not, or amateur, whatever level it is. If you miss having that routine, that structure and a coach to push you, that's where TCF comes in and you're at the, you're in the right place. Love it. Okay. And give me the website one more time for listeners. It's arianatravelstead.com and it's only one N in Ariana. <laughs> Only one in, and we'll be linking to all of that in the show notes. Uh, so for anyone checking it out, you can find in the show notes on your phone or at podcast.competeveryday.com. Ariana, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jake. It was a pleasure and hopefully I'll be back soon.
Yes. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To listen to past episodes, be sure to check out podcast.competeeveryday.com. And to get in touch with the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. Everybody wants to win, but not everybody's willing to compete for that victory. Since you're one who will, show up today and win. We're cheering for you.